I'm Mary Byers, and this is Associations Today. My guest is Amith Nagarajan, the chairman of Raza. Amith, I'm happy to have you here today. Why don't you start with a quick description of Raza? Sure. Thanks, Mary. Happy to be here. Uh, RASA is bringing artificial intelligence to associations, and our intent is to help associations personalize the web for their members using artificial intelligence. So artificial intelligence sounds very, very futuristic, but it's here and it already has implications for associations. Tell us a little bit about what those are. Sure. Well, AI for short has been around for some time and has continued to make rapid advances. In fact, AI is very much on an exponential growth curve in terms of capability. So what you see today in products that are consumer oriented, like Amazon's Alexa and Siri from Apple, these are digital assistants, uh, is dramatically better than what you would have had even three years ago. And so we're utilizing technologies that are readily available from IBM Watson, from Google, and also have created some of our own uh, to basically bring forward AI to associations. But more generally speaking, um, AI uh, is not the future, it is today. And the future will, of course, uh, bring even more capability, but uh, AI is, is not being used by very many associations at all. So uh, part of my mission as an individual, independent of what I'm doing with this company, is to help educate the association market about the power of AI and how they can use it to improve engagement. So give us an example of, uh, in, in general, how associations are adapting. You said not many of them are using it, but those who are using it, what are they using it to do? Well, honestly, the, the examples that I've seen really are more consumer-oriented, and so some associations are starting to utilize chatbots, which are these little digital bots that live on a website or in a mobile app to try to answer commonly asked questions, so like an FAQ, uh, and that's a technology that utilizes uh, natural language processing and utilizes some other AI capabilities, uh, but it's very limited. Uh, so for us, it's more about what we think can be done with AI as opposed to having great examples. Uh, I think that associations have uh, a couple of major challenges in their business model that AI can solve. Um, the most severe challenge we see is that associations don't really have a good reason to talk to their members frequently enough to drive habit. So what's happening in the world today is people are more ADD than ever before. Good or bad, we're on our mobile devices, reading, watching, listening. Yet, associations don't really play a role in that habitual use of mobile. Associations are around doing awesome work, but they're doing big things infrequently, like conferences, education, stuff like that. That's kind of the heart of what most associations do really, really well. The problem is they don't have something to talk about every day. And so we think AI can solve this problem generally uh, by utilizing the insights that an association has that nobody else has, using the data set that's kind of hidden and locked away uh, inside a variety of these association technology systems like AMSs, LMSs, products like that, uh, learning from that data that, again, nobody else has access to other than the association and using it to perform a better service for the member. Uh, and there's a variety of these kinds of services that we have in mind, but uh, the one I'm talking about mostly has to do with content because content is overwhelming. There's this tidal wave of content uh, that people are both excited about, but they're also uh, terrified by it because there's so much. And so associations can help people make sense of that content with the insights they have uh, in their proprietary data. And that's what AI can do. Let's say I'm an association professional and I already know that I want to take advantage of AI. What would be the first couple of things I need to know 
think about or be doing? Well, AI, generally speaking, is only as good as the data you feed it. So the first thing you have to look at is, where's my data? Is my data in a format that I can get access to? So if I'm using an AMS system that's in the cloud, am I able to extract data from it? Are there APIs? Those sound like technical questions, but they're very practical and non-technical in the sense that I'm describing. Because if you can't access that data set, uh, AI can still be useful, but it's not nearly as powerful, at least initially. Um, the other thing to think about is, um, what are the things, rather than thinking about things from the perspective of an association and the services it provides, rather think about the way the member lives their life and ask yourself the question, where else can the association provide value and provide value that's unique, right? So it's more of a strategic question. Um, we think where AI can really play an interesting um, uh, role is in connecting people with their association again, but on a one-to-one -one basis. So personalized customer service, um, things that are going beyond uh, what any number of individuals can do, you know, because you, you can't staff the organization to have that many people in it. So those kinds of exponential scale problems. Um, if I'm an association executive that's never thought about AI before, uh, one of the first things I would probably do is try to get educated in AI at a, at a very high level. Uh, there's some great resources out there for that. Um, so th there's there's a lot of, and, and these are non-technical things, right? These are not intended for the, for the technology folks who want to implement AI. This is more of an understanding AI. So just give us a couple of those resources, if you could, off the top of your head. Sure. Um, one of the best blogs that's out there is from an author named Peter Diamandis, who has a book uh, called Abundance. In fact, on uh, one of the websites I'm involved with, associationsuccess.org, we featured uh, Peter and his book in our book club uh, last year. And um, one of the things Peter does a really great job of is curating content uh, around all these different exponential technologies, uh, which Abundance refers to a lot. And AI is one of the major ones. So he has a blog uh, that's, uh, that's available, Abundance Insider, that you can Google. Uh, lots of great content in there. And there's another one called Inside AI, which is a, um, a blog that's a little bit more on the technical side, but uh, still high level. Uh, Peter's stuff has more to do with high level trends and how people are applying them. Uh, the other thing that I would suggest to any association executive is to go study a couple of companies. First and foremost is one that most people are using is, is certainly in the United States, which is Amazon. Go look at how these guys are delivering customer service, uh, recommendations that they're providing, uh, and then take a look at Netflix and think about what they're doing. So look at consumer facing companies and think about how they're forming habit. Ask yourself the question, which apps do I use on my phone and why? And then think about how the association can add value in those contexts. You'll probably get an answer out of those questions that actually leads you down the AI type of path because they're not problems that you can solve with traditional technology or with manpower. So part of the thing that I think is probably difficult is bridging the gap between what what association staff know and how we educate our boards because our boards are the ones that are creating strategy they are the one that are approving technology upgrades uh, financing so what kinds of things would executive directors or CEOs need to be talking about thinking about or doing with their boards since board support is an important piece of moving this whole uh, aspect of the association forward. Sure, I think it's a great question and governance and the, the broader topic of, of how do you craft strategy and, and make decisions and priorities in associations is certainly 
you know, I wish there was some AI to help with that too, specifically <laughs> in the boardroom. But, um, you know, that, absent that, I think the, the key thing is evidence. So, um, you know, our perspective is since there are so few examples, in fact, basically no real examples of associations doing meaningful work with AI, um, we've got to create a body of work with truly innovative folks that are willing to do some experiments on a small scale, show hard and fast data from that that proves that there's improved engagement, improved quality of service, increased revenue, and then be able to present that to the board and say, hey, look, at Association X, this is the result we saw, and they're similar to us in this way. Um, most associations, like in most other markets, organizations tend to be followers, not leaders, but there are a small group of associations that are in that first five to seven percent of a market um, that are people out there experimenting. So, you know, there's been a lot of talk over the last several years about a culture of innovation and the need for uh, leaders at all levels of an association from the volunteer leadership down to staff and everybody involved to take on the idea of experimentation as a process, right? So that you're thinking about trying small new things all the time and seeing what works and what doesn't and continuing that process. And that's very much needed, that mindset's needed for this, right? Because if you wait until you have something completely proven, uh, it doesn't mean that you've missed getting on that bus, but you probably have lost some opportunities. So um, in my mind, what I'm focused on is trying to find the association execs that are not only interested in this, but are willing to do some experiments, willing to take their data and play with it, willing to see what happens if you run AI a little bit on certain problems in their association. Uh, and see what happens. And again, this isn't a bet the farm kind of strategy, see what happens with the entire business. This is small, measurable experiments that can then lead to bigger and bigger outcomes. So that's my number one pitch to people is, don't think of it as an all or none thing. It doesn't even need to be a board decision in the context of dollars. AI is, is so, uh, the, one of the benefits of exponential growth in any technology, whether it's computer hardware or AI or robotics or whatnot, is the cost comes down. So AI availability now, you know, compared to even two years ago, the cost of a lot of these services is much, much lower. And so the ability to experiment at a very low cost, in some cases at no actual hard cost, is available today. So there, there's no real financial reason to go out there and, and have to raise from your board hundreds of thousands of dollars or more. That doesn't need to be the case. So as we wrap up here, I mean, one of the things that I'm really interested in and beginning to focus on as well is this whole idea of small bets and small experiments. So you mentioned that it's possible to do an experiment, sometimes without a huge outlay. Just quickly describe what that might look like so that our viewers can get their hands around that and, and then start to think about how that might apply to their association. The most concrete example I can give you is one that I'm working on right now, which is, you know, in the context of RASA, our whole thing is to provide a personalized daily message to the member that really is relevant to them based on the insights from the association's proprietary data merged with public content. So content from public news streams, blogs, other places where members would be reading those things, but we're going to personalize it in a very meaningful way. So, you know, you could say, hey, roll it out to your whole membership. It's awesome. That's great. But that's high risk because you don't know what's going to happen. Um, so what we're doing is saying, hey, look, if you have 100,000 members, take 1,000 of them and go through the process of running them through our tool as an example and see what happens, right? Do it for six, eight weeks. Cost is basically nothing to do that and see what happens. You know, and there's lots of other examples like that chat box. You can deploy them on a limited basis in your website and target one out of every 50 visitors, things like that. So um, there are ways to experiment that are, you know, very easy and low cost. When associations hear about new technology, one of the biggest cultural problems we have 
and it's rooted in fact, but one of the biggest cultural problems we have is people assume that they have to move a mountain. You know, if you say, hey, I want to go implement a new AMS or a new LMS or a new CMS, understandably so, people have been saying, well, that's a multi-year process, lots of money, lots of effort. That's not the case with AI. AI can be additive to many elements that are already in place in most associations. So it is possible to experiment. Um, but the cultural challenge is the biggest one. That's the biggest challenge I'm facing in talking to association CEOs all over the world right now is that um, there's a belief that you have to have some kind of you know change in, in alignment of the stars or something to try and experiment. And that's a bigger challenge than anything that's happening in technology. I appreciate it, Meet. Thank you so much.